Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is my good friend, Josh Fisher. What's up? Um, if you guys are new to the podcast, what Josh and I do here is we watch two shows on an internet streaming platform, Netflix, Hulu Prime, Amazon, no, sorry, Amazon Prime, Hulu Plus, that's what I meant to say. Uh, we watch the sh- It happens. <laughs> we watch both shows in their entirety, meaning if there's 13 episodes, we watch all 13. We uh, discuss our thoughts and opinions on that show, and then we give it a grade. Um... Just as a warning, we do talk a little bit about spoilery stuff, and uh, our uh, some of the shows we choose do have heavy themes, so just FYI. Not this episode. <laughs> Not this week, though. <laughs> um, Good God. Uh, Definitely not this episode. Hey. Uh, everything that we do, that Josh and I do, is going to be on all com. That's including our merch page, uh, past episodes, uh, links to every single podcast hosting site. Um, so definitely check that out. That's all queued up podcast.com. Um, mm-hmm. this week, uh, Josh and I are going to be talking about the Netflix original series, Carmen San Diego, based off of the popular franchise and the last season of unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, yep. so, uh, I, before we get into that though, right. Well, I was just, I was just getting to that. I just wanted to, I just oh, wanted okay. to word vomit the intro. Uh, we, uh, we talked about it last episode. Um, we had a lot of positive feedback for the idea, but Josh and I wanted to do a, a podcast where essentially him and I just kind of riff and talk for an hour to two hours, depending on how long we feel like it. We didn't have a name for the podcast. We didn't even know if we were going to do it. If there was interest in it, there's clear interest in it. You guys let us know big time that you wanted it. And, uh, that's more than humbling to hear because there's days where I'm just like, is my opinion, does anyone care? <laughs> but you guys clearly care. So, uh, Josh, would you like to let them know the name of the podcast that we are going to be starting next week? Yeah. Uh, next Friday, you can tune in and listen to the first episode of All Queued Up Uninhibited. So we're keeping the branding the same, and it's still going to be on the website. It's just going to be, you know, regular episodes of All Queued Up will be our discussion and reviews, but the show in between those will be the uninhibited, laid-back, anything-goes kind of show. Yeah. Um, so we're really excited about that. A lot of a lot of fun ideas that we have for uninhibited are, like, you guys send in questions if you want to know more about us. Uh, know know more about our tastes. Um, if there's uh topics, news topics you maybe want to hear us touch on, um, all kinds of stuff. Like we're it's just it's just us, you know, talking and having a good time. So, uh, yeah. Uh, now that that's out of the way, Josh, would you like to uh get into the first show? Well, which show did you want to talk about? Let's first? start with Carmen San Diego. Let's get that out of the way. Oh, okay. Um, Let's do that. Uh, so since we're just going into it, because I, I didn't have like a segue properly, why don't you go ahead and give them a synopsis? <clears throat> well, it's basically, you know, kind of a modern day Robin Hood. Um, this character, Common San Diego, she travels the globe and she steals from this organization known as Vile, which stands for Villains International League of Evil. And she takes the things that they have stolen and gives them back to the victims of the original theft. Uh, In public, she's perceived as a criminal by most all law enforcement agencies. And it's basically a show that follows the escapades of her trying to thwart the uh, 
intentions of vile while at the same time eluding law enforcement. And it's uh, set up at kind of, you know, in the same vein of Netflix's uh, Magic School Bus's Next Adventure. You know, kind of an educational show at the same time. Um, you know, I never, I never played the video games. I know it was a popular video game series in the nineties. Uh, and I know there was a, at least one cartoon before. Um, but I so, never had any experience with the character before. This. Right. I was going to say that was, you know, we, we briefly, you and I briefly kind of talked about this on discord because. Um, you were having a little bit of a tough time getting through this, and but uh, yeah, the first episode was kind of hard to get into. Fair enough. Um, I uh, what it seemed like to me with the 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 trouble that you were having was that there was little to no connection for you to the character or to anything involving yeah. the character, and I I understood that entirely because I, I like I said I grew up. With Carmen Sandiego. I, you know, would be in, in uh, computer class and we'd all be trying to, you know, remember the stuff we learned in geography or history class, social studies to be specific, and try to ha- track mm-hmm. her down. Um, they did different versions of Carmen Sandiego. It was like, where in the universe is Carmen Sandiego? Where in time is Carmen Sandiego? Um, yeah. And in those games... She was just straight up a bad guy. She was a thief. And you had to catch her. Oh. Straight, yeah, there was there was no if, ands, or buts. There was a PBS um like kind of game show sort of thing. Um mm-hmm. and that was like that's where you hear the classic like acapella group like Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? I think you might find that familiar, maybe. No. No? Okay. Well, I mean, I was just aware that it was a video game series that spawned a couple of animated series later on, but that's it's, all I knew. Well, what's funny is it only spawned one, two animated series. So, like I said, there was the there was well, the I game said show. A couple. Okay, I'm just saying. I was trying to remember. <laughs> um, yeah, the the first one was uh, the the game show was where where you know I think it was uh, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego. Then there was the first animated series which is where on earth is Carmen San Diego and then um the other animated show was where in the universe is Carmen San Diego um now for me I I didn't watch uh where in the universe is cuz I didn't I might have been a little too old at that time but uh mm-hmm. but yeah man she she like her that entire franchise has been a big part of my childhood so that's why I chose this to be on the show because I wanted to get I I didn't know that you didn't have any connection. That was like the second you told me I was just like continue watching it please. We need to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Um apparently, you know, the first video game actually came out in 1985, so I did not know that. I just looked that up. I didn't know that either. Um, yeah, that's uh, and that, uh, that's about the time I was balls deep into Transformers and G.I. Joe, so... I was too. And it was a computer disc game, uh, you know, floppy disc. Yeah, uh, oh yeah. And my family, you know, we didn't have... Uh, what do you mean you were too? You were two years I old. I said I was too. Oh, you were... I was too. No, I was also. Okay, gotcha, <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> but, yeah, man, I mean, I didn't have a PC until after I was out of high school in the 90s, so... I had no exposure to it, and like, you know, we didn't have the game on any PCs at school uh, because everybody had, you know, we had Oregon Trail. That was, you know, yeah, I played Oregon Trail too. Yeah, yeah. Like there was a, there was a lot and of there was a lot of. I always game died of dysentery, <laughs> and I feel like that may have been foreshadowing for my real life apparently i don't know <laughs> there's a uh, a small meme that i saw out recently that was uh um it was the anti-vax trail and then the bottom said you died of a of an of a preventable disease yeah yeah i saw that actually um but uh i think we saw that in the heat discord and that was hilarious i, I put it in there 
because I found it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I said we saw it. I didn't know who posted it. I can't I remember. Was that was weeks telling, ago. Why are you bringing up old just shit? Just telling you that I posted it. <laughs> just saying. Um. So, I liked this show. Didn't love it. Uh, there's a lot to not love. Like, the... Uh, there's there's a few awkward moments that just don't fit, and I really feel that those are the educational parts. <laughs> like, that dialogue didn't really work for me. You know what I'm talking about? Um, go a little further. Okay, so, in, every, in just about every episode, past the first two, so seven total, whenever Carmen goes to a new location or has to go to a new location, her and Player, played by Finn Wolfhard, who's also in Stranger Things. Um, yeah, yeah. They uh, they have a brief discussion about that new location. And they talk about facts about that location. Oh, yeah, like the, you know, what the country is, you know, popular for, imports, exports, location, things like that. Yeah, it all of that <clears throat> seemed always seemed very strange. And just kind of like ham fisted in there so that way they could you know get that edge get to the actual caper that was going on well i wouldn't even say just get to the caper it was more like they uh they wanted to they wanted to get that that uh they wanted to get that. They wanted to keep it true to its roots of what it was. It originally, it was, you know, a video game where you had to track her down, pinpoint her location by clues from countries, right? Yes. To yes. thwart her. Okay. Yeah. So that's. So they kind of did that. Yeah, but my point is, is that the conversation they would have in in lieu of everything that was going on in the episode always seemed off. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that. That's kind of yeah. what I'm getting at. Is it didn't. It just didn't seem natural. And, and, and again, you know, like I pointed out to somebody else who had watched it, that might just be because they are, um, that might just be because they're trying to make a show for, for children. Sorry, I'm, I'm just drinking mm -hmm. a soda, so I'm all gassy. If I were a kid, I might be totally mm. into that. Like, I might not notice how weird it is. But as an adult, yeah. I was like, this just seems a little off. And, but I didn't, you know, again, didn't hate it. Just kind of was like, oh, all right, it was weird. So. Yeah, my daughter, you know, she's almost 12 now, and I probably wouldn't be able to get her to even sit down and watch an episode. Um, It's definitely aimed at, I think, the younger kid you know ages maybe six to ten and that's and that's what's so weird to me about it is that the story of carmen breaking off from vile and doing her own thing was where i enjoyed the show like i liked watching that part yeah um granted every everybody they ever sent towards her from vile was incompetent uh well i don't think that the the, the tiger girl what was her name Tigress, I think she went by. Tigress, yeah. yeah. She wasn't incompetent. She actually beat uh, Carmen in, a, in like a little duel. Um, I don't remember where. I want to say Peru, but um, yeah, she she was the one that was probably the least incompetent. The other two guys were borderline brain dead. Um, but yeah, like that was to me that was the most entertaining part of the show. Um kind of unraveling her history and like seeing all that kind of stuff was a lot of fun. Um, maybe not a lot that of fun, was but it was, it was twist fun. Not it. a lot of fun, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting twist on it, you know, because you find out she is, uh, she was just picked up on the side of a road as an infant in Buenos Aires. Yeah. Or, uh, well, they didn't say Buenos Aires. They said on Argentina, didn't they? Yeah. <clears throat> so one of the oh, but, I want uh, to tell you what, all all she knew was you know being raised as a thief, but she just 
it was interesting to see that she didn't have those ingrained traits. Like, it didn't come... She was good at thieving, but she had morals. And right. that was an interesting conflict to see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's where I think the show, for me, shines. Uh, because let's be honest, that animation is okay. Yeah. Um, and then again, you know, it's that popular animation style that's been dominant in the past few years. It's easy to crank out episodes, yeah. man. Like it's it doesn't take nearly as much time as other things. Like. With that type of flash animation, you just have to kind of draw something once. Um, You know, a lot of of people have noticed certain things will still use that flash animation but go the extra mile like the new Ninja Turtle cartoon. Um, They go way far to the next level with that stuff because, like, every frame of certain shots are just all hand-drawn. But, uh... Um, this show definitely doesn't do that. It it uses a lot of the same assets over and over and over. Um, but it's very clear that they tried to give it a certain style that was like a noir kind of style. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that, but it still didn't seem super unique. Like, I think a joke I made to my dad about it was, uh, uh I was like, you remember those, uh, insurance commercials with like the purple superhero character or spy character. He was like, yeah. And I was like, it looks like that. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? I do not. Yeah. There was a, there was a series of, of advertisements for a hot minute. And, uh, it was like a purple haired spy character. She would go into location, steal something, take something. I don't remember what, but it was always because she was, I think it would have been progressive auto insurance but um the animation style looks uh, almost identical like i'll have to see if i can't find a picture and send it to you but maybe the audience knows what i'm talking about and i'm not crazy but uh that's why i say it's okay there's nothing outstanding about it but it's not terrible like i didn't hate it no i didn't hate it you know after that first episode i started to ease into it a little bit more and I was like, okay, well, it's not, it's not garbage, um, but for me, it was just, it was entertaining enough, you know. It was an easy, easy watch, you know. Once I got past that first episode, because their episodes are twenty four, twenty five minutes on average, and there's only nine of them, so I watched, you know, like eight episodes over the course of all day yesterday. <laughs> And finished the last one up this morning, and I was like, okay, that's not terrible. You know, I kind of actually liked the little twist ending. Yeah, it was fun. Um, <clears throat> it was interesting. It wasn't terrible. Um, I you know, think, it wasn't... I think it surprised me it just because... It wasn't incredibly... Sorry, we keep over-talking each other. I, I was, I was going to say it wasn't incredibly predictable. Well, um, I was going to say, yeah. it surprised me because I didn't think a show of this caliber was going to go with a twist like that. Yeah. So I wasn't in any way, shape, or form expecting it. But then again, I wasn't. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it might be clever in that regard, but it's not, it's no, you know, uh, I want to say Chris Nolan twist where you're just like, I'm not saying M. Night, by the way. Um. His M. Night's twists suck. This twist was actually good. Well, his twists don't always suck. Beyond Unbreakable, I'd say they do. Well, um... Did you watch Split? That didn't have a twist. Unless you want to count the the, the, the connection to Unbreakable as a twist. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do. (laughs) Um, I find I uh, see that's not a plot twist. That's that's my problem. I need to go see Glass. I know. Apparently, I I need to see it too because I hear it's good. I'm hearing a lot of mixed reviews though about it. Um, but uh, I want to get too off topic here, but I I wouldn't call that a twist because it's not a plot twist. So. 
Like, it doesn't... The plot of the movie Split isn't made or broken by that reveal that it's in the... Oh, no, no, not at all. That's, that's, my, that's my point. Like, that's why I barely call it a twist, but... Yeah. Um... Yeah, I was going to tell you, there's a few little uh, nuggets of, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, nostalgia in the show, by the way. So, so ACME, the organization hunting down Carmen and Yeah, the the agency to classify and monitor evildoers. Yeah, that, that's, that is, that is directly from the game. Um, Oh, okay. Every time there has been a version of Carmen Sandiego hunting her down, the organization has been called uh, Acme every time. Um, I was surprised with the direct reference to the PBS game show with the chief. Um, so you noticed how she was clearly a black woman, right? An older black woman. Which one? The chief, though, the one that was in a hologram all the time. Oh, oh, yeah, Acme's head uh, commander. Yeah, she called herself chief. Well, that's exactly what the host of the uh, game show was. Her name was Chief, and she was played by a black woman. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I I found that to be really fucking cool. I was like, like, that's brilliant. That's really fun. That's awesome. Um, uh... The I don't remember where it was. I want to say it was the cartoon in the 90s, but I believe the last name of the two kids that were chasing Carmen were named Chase. So I feel like that Chase Chase Davino or whatever was a direct reference to that. Uh, but the but there was a there was a tiny one in episode two I want to say that I absolutely love. So I'll pull something up on my phone real quick. Because, um, do you remember the scene where Carmen is, uh, make sure I grab the one. Okay. Do you remember the scene where Carmen is, is, uh, trying to get the hard drive from, uh, the woman that shows up on the boat every month or every or yeah, every year? Yeah. It was once a year. Um, yeah, it was on December 1st every yeah. year. And she's in the, uh, uh, she was in a yellow trench coat and hat in one scene. And then this, well, what next time she shows up, she's wearing a red trench coat and hat and she actually steals her gear and just, that's her disguise when she gets out. Yes. So in the, in the scene where she's in the elevator with her mm-hmm. and you hear that, that, that music, the music. It's honestly, it's just a Muzak version of this. Hold on, let me fast forward here. Where on earth is Carmen San Diego? Oh, okay. Hold on. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah, so it was just a Muzak version of that, and I could hear it in the background. It was just... It was like to me that was a really fucking cool little nostalgic nudge nudge. Um, well, here's another one. Uh, apparently, I saw just now the the voice actress that voiced that bookkeeper Cookie Booker was the original voice actress of Carmen Sandiego from the 1994 animated series. That's awesome. That makes even more sense because she was in the elevator with that theme song. <laughs> That's really fucking cool. I didn't know that. Well, yeah. Oh, man. So that's cool that they're having those ties to the old stuff. Yeah, I mean, this know, show... Giving it a new a new update. Yeah, and that's the thing about Carmen, is that she's had, like, 18 different iterations. Like, it's... So I'm I'm happy to see a version of her where she's not the bad guy. Like, that's an interesting take to me. But do you think we should give our grades and then move on to Kimmy Schmidt? Yeah, I'll let you go ahead and go okay. first. Um, I like I said, I enjoyed quite a bit of it. I thought it was an interesting show. Um, it's definitely not for my demographic because there's a lot of cliched story elements in certain episodes. Um, 
I do appreciate the the educational aspect of it, even though it does feel like it's a little shoehorned in. Um, I uh, I am actually a little interested to see more. I don't think I will, to be honest with you, because when we do this show and the games I play, unless we're watching a show for this podcast, I almost never watch it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, everything given about the show, the animation, the story, the the even even the nostalgic wink wink nudge nudges um and you know and full credit to the actors by the way they did an excellent job with you know what they did uh even carmen's weird boston uh sidekicks that i don't know where the, that idea came from but I was like, all right um they were boston right that sounded like a boston accent and they were they were they we're absolutely Bostonian. Yeah, okay. Wanted to make sure I understood. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, with everything given... Yeah, they, it was a wicked pisser. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to give the show a solid B-. minus. Uh, I think that um, they uh, maybe leaned a little too heavily on it being a kid show when they could have made it a little bit more like, let's say, She-Ra. And the idea of upping the animation budget and maybe, you know, made the writing just a little less um, stiff. But, yeah, given everything, it's not it's not terrible. Uh, a B minus, I think, is a good score. So, yeah, B minus. What would you say, Josh? I'm actually going to, I was actually going to say the same uh, B minus. I mean, it's... You know, C being average, this is a little bit better than average for a kid's show, but it seemed to try a little bit too hard to be that when it had some, clearly some aspects that, you know, could have been written as more as a show for older kids, you know, in say the 10 to 14 year age range. Um with the whole, it appears that she was kidnapped as a baby, raised by these thieves. It's, not, it's, it's it is interesting, you know, it's a nice twist to see that she's not portrayed as a villain. Uh, but yeah, the, the voice acting was fine. The complete ineptness of the one inspector, Chase Devineau, that keeps chasing her, I mean, that was... That was grating at times, you know. He is a total fucking moron. And, uh, of course, his assistant, you know, is right. And then, of course, you know, the other superiors get to see that. that You get to see that they're morons, too. And she's like, okay, we get it. The people in charge are dumb. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> there's there was uh, there was enough good here, though, that made it, you know, good for what it is. And like you said, it's obviously not our demographic by any means. And if you don't have a prior attachment to the character and you're not a kid, you're going to have a hard time watching this. Yes. But, yes. But grading it for based on what it's supposed to be and what demographic it's supposed to be, I give it a B minus. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 that's awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad, glad it didn't get the worst for like a, a worser score. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see that Carmen Sandiego isn't being uh, treated like garbage. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. Before we move on to Kimmy Schmidt, uh, I wanted to throw out there a uh, quick reminder. Next week, uninhibited. Mm-hmm. Throw your questions our way. That's on Twitter. I'm at ChubRockGeek. Uh, Josh is at Insabiner76. Um, yep. You can you can send them to up um, uh, queued up podcast. At, at, yep. Almost at all queued. I always do every time. Um, our Facebook discussion group. What's our email? Is it just just all queued up podcast at gmail Okay, yeah. So send your send your questions that way if you want us or or topic ideas. Um. If you have anything that you want us to discuss in any way, shape, or form, let us know. Keep in mind, we do record on Wednesdays. Episodes go up on Friday. So um, if you get your question in 
before you hear the episode between Wednesday and Friday. Well, it'll probably be on the next episode that we do it on. But um, do keep that in mind. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think of what else they can, they can uh, or where else they can send us questions and stuff. I think that's it. <laughs> but yeah, guys, just a quick reminder. We wanted you to fire those questions off at us. Uh, any other, any other thoughts before we move on to Commissioner Josh? No, no, none that I can think of. All right, T, then. So, Kimmy Schmidt, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, has been going on for four seasons now. This will be the last one. Actually, five. Yeah, four seasons. I mean, it's five. It's four seasons, this but. Was, yeah, they did the last season. They split it into two parts, but they still called it season four. Yeah. I was going to say five years, <clears throat> but I don't think it's even been that long. Oh. No, it debuted in 2015. So. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Uh, and even though, you know, technically that would be releasing 2015, 16, 17, 18, and now 19, I mean, come on, four years. Yeah. Four seasons, just because it's just barely into 2019. Yeah, I just, but, I was yeah. trying to think of how they, like how they released it, but um, if you haven't watched the show. Uh, it's hilarious. At least parts of it are. Um, Josh, why don't you give him a quick synopsis of what, like, the first season is kind of about? Well, she, uh, she was kidnapped as a 15-year-old or 13-year-old, something like that. Oh. Yeah, she was kidnapped when she was 14 by the Reverend Richard Wayne Gary Wayne <laughs> and was so that name fucking uh, over time. kept in captivity for 15 years in a bunker with along with three other people. And they were finally uh, discovered and released and rescued, and they were known as the Indiana Mole Women. And after that, you know, it's just like, okay, um, she's... Got the maturity of a 14-year-old and has been in prison for the past 15 years, and now she's just kind of been released into the world to live on her own. Uh, and that's kind of where the story starts, and it went all kinds of crazy fucking places in the four seasons since. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's exactly been my issue, is like where... Like how do how do you explain season four? Because we're going to be talking about season four. Did we review the first half of season four? We did. That's what I thought. Because like I started it up and I was like, why is season four in this like? Because I remember, I remember that when we talked about those episodes, we both kind of were like, boy, it wasn't that funny. Um, but these last episodes were like there was a lot of solid comedy. For me, at least. Like I, there was a little bit. I love the subtle jokes in the show. Um, or maybe not the direct jokes. Like the the first one that pops up that in my mind that was <laughs> made me laugh really hard was, uh, when she's trying to hide her book in bookstores, and she picks up a book to pretend that she's supposed to be there, and it says, uh, "Poops not food, Susie." <laughs> Like that was the name of the children's book, that just made me laugh. Yeah. Like that was just funny. And she's and she's saying like, "Oh, such helpful advice," or something like uh, that. That wasn't like that wasn't the funny part to me. It was just the title of the book that made me laugh. Oh no, that's that's what made it funny because she said something cheesy along those lines, not even realizing what she was holding. Interesting. Because she is oblivious to everything. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I, yeah. Um, I'm just saying, I'm saying that's my, that's my point is that her, her adding that line added nothing to the comedy for me because the book was funny in its own. Um, but that's how I've always felt about this show is her awkwardness with, you know, the, the world and, how she perceives things incorrectly is less mm -hmm. funny to me than the like just offshoot jokes. Like the quick little, the quick little things that come up 
I'm trying to remember some of them that really, really, really stuck out to me, but, um, it, it's a lot of the times, Josh, where they, they're talking, they're just having a conversation. A quick line comes out where other characters just kind of have this, like, am I supposed to say something right now? Is this, is this something that needs to be said kind of face? Um, mm-hmm. and then they just keep going as if nothing was said differently. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that makes me laugh. Lucky walk in, lucky walk into a room and you smell a fart and you pause for a second and then just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hmm? I mean, less, yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of the idea. It's, I wish I could think of an example. I really would do. I'm, I'm drawing a complete blank on a lot of the stuff in the, in the season, which could be a testament to the, to how funny it actually is. Uh, like I'm glad that they ended the show. I'm glad that they had the finale. And 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 I know that sounds weird, but I'll kind of explain why. It was running its course, mm-hmm. and I think they knew that. Absolutely. Um. It, it the story itself was just it was it was it, it. It seemed like you couldn't take it any further. Like we get it. Titus is an eccentric weirdo. We get it. Mm-hmm. Kimmy doesn't understand 2018 slash 19. Um, mm-hmm. we get it. The, the, the other character is like a rich white lady who hasn't had to work a day in her life. You can only go so far, so far with that comedy. And, um, so I think it was really smart for them to kind of, wrap up everybody's stories. Um, I will say they did do a, 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 they did do something with the ending that I thought was really clever. Um, and that, that is, this show is a comedy, even though bad stuff happens all the time. It's a comedy. Mm-hmm. Comedies need to end on a happy note. So I'm glad that it ended on a happy note, you know, I don't know if like how you felt about it, but I mean, you know, it's it's quirky, it's eccentric, it's cheery in its own weird way. Um but you know, the way it was uh the way it was wrapped up worked. Yeah. I think, and come on, Zachary Kento is that talent agent? <laughs> that was hilarious. That was really fucking funny. I, I yeah, no, I completely agree. That was. <laughs> He's just <laughs> when it replayed the scenes of what we saw him doing, but he was actually blind. Like, yeah, killed me. It was so good, so fucking funny. Um, God, I'm trying to remember. Oh, the whole sliding doors episode. That one was the hardest one to watch. Really? Dude, I barely made it through that episode. I had a hard time with it. Wow, I found it to be intriguing. (laughs) I just thought it was a cool idea to show what, you know, what, you know, a a different timeline with the show. Yeah, it's like, oh, one of those, um, what if, you know, the... The whole, what if you went this way instead of that way? How Dude. different would your life really oh, yeah. be? I play that. I play that in my head all the time. Like, like I'll sit there and be like, "Well, what if? What if I stayed at Walmart instead of instead of quitting slash getting fired? Like, where would my life be right now if that if that if I was still working there? Or what if you know when I was working there, I convinced my buddy Justin to stay in Elk Grove and to not change or to just change his shift instead of quitting." Like where, like where would I be now? Like, there's so many. Like, I love playing that in my own head. I don't play it in a regret way. Like, I regret this thing happening. I play it more of a, essentially, like the Marvel comics what ifs, which, by the way, are some of my favorite fucking comics. I I I oh, love yeah. that shit. Like, you give me a story, and then you have something that's a what if. I'm I'm a hundred percent into it. Um, so I think that's why I like this so much. I, I'm I'm. But I am interested how, like, why, why was it so unappealing to you? 
I don't know, man. Probably the runtime. <laughs> it was a long episode. It was almost an, it was a long ass episode. It was a double length episode, and I was just like, uh, I don't know. It's just something about it. <clears throat> I think the show, like we mentioned, the show had run its course, and I think by that time I was done with the show. Uh I was just like, okay. Really? Come on, let's wrap this up. Why are we dragging this out? You know, how's it going to end? I was just ready for it to end at that point. I was like episode two uh, or three, too, of the episodes that that, that came out. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that says a lot, man. Yikes. Dude, I didn't enjoy this season as much as I have previous seasons. Oh, season. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, there were a couple of, like, really laugh-out-loud hilarious moments, like, when the puppet flashes his <laughs> penis and Titus touches it. Yes. Yes. That just seeing just seeing this guy just reach out and quickly touch a puppet's penis. That was <laughs> Yes. Misty was in the kitchen and she saw that and she busted up laughing. She's like, Did I see what I just think I saw? And I backed it up. And she's like, Oh my god, he touched a puppet's penis and just hilarious. We laughed hard over that, but that's the thing. That was like the first episode. Yeah. Nothing else made me laugh that hard the rest of the season. Have it's I like, have I ever told you it. have I ever told you I have a theory about this show? I might have mentioned it last time we talked about it. You mentioned it last time, um, and I don't remember what it was. That this entire series takes place in an alternate earth? Like an oh, alternate universe? God, have to. At this point, it would have to, because puppets don't have penises. Well, yeah, yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> sorry. God damn it, Josh. I was more referring to the fact that, like... And if they do, that's creepy. <laughs> like, okay, so there's a lot of little things that, that pop up that are, are drastically different from how they are in our life, but close enough. So, like, their Netflix equivalent is called something entirely different. Um, there are moments throughout the entire series where the company is the exact same, but their slogan is different. There are slight variations on our world, and I know that it's for the sake of a joke. I know that's for the sake of, like, making some kind of reference slash joke slash satire. I get that. But... What makes it to me stand out as a potential, oh, this is an alternate universe, is other characters will mention this stuff as if it's just natural fact. Mm -hmm. Um, that like I could write if I were to watch the entire series again, I would I would take notes about little things here and there that I notice or see that aren't like our world, and it would be a full on cracked article about how Kimmy Schmidt takes place in an alternate universe. Um, I'd be fucking rad to do that. Like, I've been wanting to do that for a long time, but I just don't have the time anymore. But there are some moments in this show that do very similar stuff. Um, I'm trying to remember... I'm trying to remember some of the stuff that they did that was different. God damn it. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. And like, I, I don't know, dude. Like, this is terrible because I'm trying to think of an example for it taking place in another alternate universe. Like, okay, the train station. Uh, I think it might have been the beginning of season three. But that she talks to the conductor who's not on the train. And he says the slogan of the train company. And it's just a slight variation or slightly different than the actual slogan in our world. Oh. Like, little things like that stand out to me as... Well, do you think they're just doing that to avoid trademark infringement? Oh, possibly. It, like I said, it could be for various reasons in terms of writing. I'm just saying that the way that it's presented always comes across as this is an alternate universe. And I love that. Like, I gotta, I gotta clarify. 
I enjoy the hell out of that. Like I'm not I'm not saying this because it's something that I think is stupid and we're padding for time for the podcast. I love that. Like genuinely think that is extremely clever stuff. But then again, I could a be patting myself on the back. I could be blowing smoke up your ass. I don't fucking know. Unintentionally. I just, I really, I really like it. I really like how it plays with those ideas. It plays with the idea of how would somebody who was locked in a bunker for 15 years coming into the real world kind of interact with things that she doesn't quite understand? Maybe this is how Kimmy's perceiving things. I don't know. There's just a lot of little things that I think is really funny about how this show shows company. So. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I, I I like the show. I do feel season four was kind of not as good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely was not as good. I mean, there were some great moments in it. Like John Bernthal showing up as fucking Christ. That know, was funny. That was funny as shit. You know, he was a hitman, you know, because remember the first part of season four, when it ended, you saw somebody watching them, Titus and uh, Kimmy and what's her name, Lillian. I do not remember that. Watching them all through through like a photography lens. And apparently that was setting up John Bernthal to come in as this guy who was, you know, supposed to be acting like he is interested in Titus, but basically digging up everything they possibly could on him to discredit him if he were to come forward with sexual harassment by Mr. Frumpus, the puppet for the penis <laughs> touching. I'll never, that, that penis puppet is probably the funniest thing they've ever done. <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny. Oh, fucking Christ. That is so good. Um, and it wasn't, you know, and I thought it was funny as shit too. Like, you know, they go and see uh, Titus. He goes with Jacqueline's son and his class to go see cats. And he's like, I can do this. I can sing. I can dance. And the kid's like, prove it. So he like, he sees they come out into the audience. So he calls Lily and she brings him a bunch of stuff. And next thing you know, after the intermission, he's dressed himself up as a cat and he runs up on the stage and does a spot, and then at the end of the show, they're like, you discovered the secret of cats. It doesn't exist. You know, you just come up here and sing and get on stage, and you're one of us now. You just can't tell anybody. <laughs> Old people and children have the loose po- loose pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pile. Uh, yeah, no. And, and then I, Greg, Kinnear, Greg Kinnear becomes a part of the cat show. Greg uh, Katnear being his fucking stage name was hilarious in its own right. Yeah. Yeah, that's no I mean yeah, yes, that's it was. that's the stuff that that stands out to me as absolutely hilarious. You just have to sit through a lot of the I don't understand the world cuz I'm a weirdo kind of comedy that worked in season 1 and 2. Pumpkin toilet. When you see a pumpkin toilet, you have to just go in it. When she is in that fucking year-round Halloween store and sees all those pumpkin toilets. See, and she's like, so you, this is two years of therapy and I'm still doing this and just starts shitting in that bucket right there. So as I'm sure you found that as, like very funny. I didn't. I did. I. Oh, God. I found the idea. The I found the idea of a 24 hour hell or a 24. Or sorry. A 365 day. Wow. Jesus Christ. Year round Halloween, Halloween store to be funnier. The idea. Oh, I agree, oh. especially it was called Halloween 360. Oh, man. That's... And Lillian's like, 360? She's it doesn't like, even yeah, make sense. It's a circle. You're round. It's a circle. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That was way funnier to me than Kimmy having to shit in a fucking pumpkin. Hey, as as a lower limb amputee and as someone who has had to shit in a bucket unwillingly uh, at times in his life, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I don't know, man. This that's that's my problem with this last season specifically. Are there there's just these moments, these tiny moments that are fucking hilarious. 
and but a lot of in between. It's just ho hum. Oh, it's so ho hum. Let's get on with it. Yep. <sighs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and. Oh, I did. I did enjoy Cousin Larry from Perfect Strangers. Uh, you know, being uh that one dude's dad. Dad. Oh that, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. I was like, holy shit, Cousin Larry from Perfect Strangers. His mom, I haven't seen him since the 90s. His mom was also somebody famous, but I'm, I don't remember. I'm looking it up right uh, now. She's a Canadian actress and singer Joanna Gleason, Tony Award-winning musical theater actress, had a number of notable film and TV roles. Let's see. Well, now I'm curious. Which ones? It's like he wanted to go out with her, and she didn't want to go out with him. and Yeah. Then, uh, you know, she, uh, saw how he, uh, how his parents were, and she's like, oh, I want parents. Yeah, I swear I've seen her in something that I genuinely love, but I'm drawing a complete blank. Dude, I don't. Maybe the newsroom, but it's been so long since I've watched that. No, she was not on the newsroom. According to IMDb, she was. For a fact. Was she? One episode. Oh, one episode. That's what I was saying. Like, I don't think it's from that because A, one episode, and B, I didn't watch that show enough. She was in she was in Boogie Nights. Yeah, but I didn't watch Boogie Nights. I don't know. What? I've seen it, but I don't know it well enough to remember her from it. Let's see. Who did she play in Boogie Nights? I have to I have to know. Dirk, now. Dirk's mother. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. I don't I don't know off the top of my head where I recognize I just know that I recognized her and I'm just like, Oh that's cool. That's neat. Yeah, I'm looking at her all IMDb and there's nothing really that stands out, but whatever. Anywho. Yeah. Um anyway. But yeah, it was cool that his dad was cousin Larry. Um. Yeah, that all that like that whole shtick, by the way, of her playing board games with his with his parents and it being pseudo sexual, like double double entendre did did did. Yeah, was funny at first, <laughs> and then they kept going with it over and over and over, and I was like, guys, we get the joke, <laughs> we got we got it in the yeah. beginning of the episode. <laughs> Like, that's the kind of stuff that I think sucks about this show. But. Yeah, they they definitely beat a dead horse to death. <laughs> Double death for that horse. All right, why don't we give grades? You go first. I'm going to give it a C- minus for this season. It There was a lot of funny shit, but... It was too few and far between compared to the rest. It it wrapped up on a happy note, and that's all well and good, because how does this show not wrap up on a happy note? I mean... Right. You know, I think it would have been kind of funny to see her be kidnapped and thrown in a bunker again and maybe executed. That would have been a better uh, ending, but I'll settle for what we got. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Joshua for the dark you know, comedy angle. Yeah, I like dark comedy. What can I say? You know, uh, there wasn't enough busy Phillips in this season. Damn it. Um, because, come on. Um, she's a wonderful actress. Uh-huh. That's, that's what you're uh, looking at, huh? Yeah, yeah. All of her actresses. <laughs> um, yeah. But I just, there was no cohesion. <laughs> Absolutely uh, not. <laughs> Uh, no cohesion. And I think that is what hurt, because if you go back and rewatch the first half of the season and then the second half of the season together, there is a little bit more of that cohesion. Yeah, you know, yeah I agree. Because there are callbacks to the first half of the season, but when you go a year, you watch six episodes, go a year, and then watch the next six, you're not going to have the, you're not going to remember, and it suffers for that. Yeah, you know, so splitting it up into two six part, two uh, six episode parts, and releasing them a year apart, 
also counts against the grade. You know, the acting's fine. The writing was ho-hum. Um, you know, when there were laughs, there were really good laughs. Um, but, yeah, it just, uh, like the latter, the last half of the season, you didn't really have any more, uh, Richard, uh, Reverend Richard Wayne, Gary Wayne. Uh, and you remember when they did that, that documentary in the first part of the last season on him? Yeah, it was hilarious. You know they real they released that whole documentary in like an extended cut on Netflix by itself. I did not know that. That's awesome. They did, and it's hilarious. Party monster scratching the surface. It's it's on there. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, man this 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 season suffered uh, for being split up in such a long release date in between the halves. So I give it a C minus. Um, overall, I would give the sh- the overall whole entire show a B. Okay. Uh, like collective seasons one through four, but this season by itself, C minus. Uh, so I feel very similar to a lot. Like I'm gonna mirror a lot of what you said about the show, about it suffering from certain angles. So I, because of all that, I give it a C. Um, not quite a C minus because I feel like it did just average. It did everything it needed to do to finish the show. Um, while adding in some absolutely hilarious moments. And if a show can make me laugh as a whole, great. Um, I do feel the second half of season four was better than the first half by a long shot. Um, just because it had better jokes. Uh, but, but. Well, I mean, how are you going to top puppet penis? Right. Right. Um, but I also thoroughly enjoyed that that what if episode where Josh didn't. So I think that bumps it up to a C. But yeah, I mean like it just a lot of it's forgetful. Like in a year from now, I'm not going to remember half the stuff I watched from it if that. Dude, in a month from now, I'm not going to remember most of the stuff that I watched from this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a really, it's a big shame that a show that started so fucking strong had such a ho-hum ending. Not a bad ending, yeah, it fizz- but definitely not It great. just kind of fizzled. It just kind of fizzled out. Yeah. yeah. It just, yeah. But yeah, I agree with what you said. You know, like, it's, you split the season into two. There feels like the, the continuity goes out the window. Um... There, like, I'm not gonna remember if there's a callback to season, to the first half of the season. I'm not gonna remember it because it's such a far part between part one and part two. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, I'd be, I'd be curious if there's anybody who watched all of season four in one go. But you know, you talk to somebody like my parents, and they started watching season three and felt, and they were just like, "It's not funny anymore. We're done watching it," and they just stopped watching it in season three. So. I mean, that speaks volumes to me about how this show just kind of like slowly kept getting less and less funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, here's the thing. The writers on this show, the actresses, the actors, I wish them the best of luck in the future. I can't wait to see what they do. Um, I think they have immense talent. Um, just, you know, maybe a plot that's less stiff. It's more malleable. <laughs> I think, you know, I think like yeah. a show like 30 Rock, which is where most of them came from, is a hell of a lot more malleable because it can. Uh, you can take those characters and kind of do whatever you want and it would make sense. Uh, with Kimmy Schmidt, it felt like every character was an idiot. But with 30 Rock, you had Tina Fey's character who was not an idiot. And so she was your grounded character. There really wasn't a grounded character with this show, you know? So I think that's another reason why it kind of fizzled. But I don't know. I could Yeah. Uh but yeah, I give it a C. I that's give true. I give the whole like yeah, I give the whole show a B. I think I completely agree with you on that. Um with the first, you know, first two seasons being stellar and the second two being okay. It definitely gets a B. It's 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 worth your time to check out at least the first two seasons. Um, 
I would argue that all the way up until the end of the Gary Wayne saga, as I'm going to call it, is probably where the show stops being great. But yeah, um, it almost felt like that was the end of an arc and they were just doing extra because they had the budget. But uh, yeah, so that's it. So we gave uh, what we gave it that we uh, about a C, C minus somewhere in there. You want to try to split yeah, that? Yeah, you see me a C minus. Yeah. All right. Well, that's two shows in the bag. Um, next episode, guys, going to be a fun one. So uh, a lot yeah, of you. The next episode is going to be an inhibit. That's right. Well, I was talking about the next review episode. Yes. Um, so a lot of you have requested us uh, specifically to Josh. Um. Yeah. For shout out to uh shout out to several people, especially uh my buddy Dustmonts and my buddy Shoki. Uh they are two of the ones who've been most uh vocal about us covering this show. Okay. Yeah, so, so uh it's only two seasons and they're both what, nine episodes apiece, so it's not too much for us to watch. Yeah. Um and plus, you know, where you change jobs. Yeah, I have more time now. Exactly. Um, no more of that terrible graveyard shift to god-awful gas station, and hooray for working for the school district again. Yeah, I, I do I do wish I had a few more hours, because uh, they're only giving me three a day at the moment, but, um, you know, with... Yeah, but that'll increase. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not terribly worried about it. Um, it's It's more to the fact that I can actually sleep at night, get up in the morning, go to work, come home, and have the rest of the day to do whatever I want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to watch uh, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, uh, which is on Amazon Prime. Uh, but the other show we're going to watch, which comes out, I think, two weeks, no, a week from, from Friday? Yeah, the the fifteenth. Yeah, the fifteenth. Uh, the uh, Umbrella Academy, which is based on a graphic novel. I don't remember who publishes it, but I've actually been interested in the Umbrella 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 Academy for a long time. So we'll be watching those two shows, giving our thoughts, impressions, and grade uh, on the next up uh, the next review episode, next regular podcast. However, next Friday. Join us for some uninhibited conversation. You know what I did there? See what I did? Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, any other thoughts, Josh, before we uh, start plugging our own shit? No. All right. Well, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go ahead and fire off real quick. Um, so, uh, you can follow me on. Give me one second, guys. Uh, well, so that's a fun thing. Every Wednesday night, uh, uh, Anthony, my buddy Anthony, and I do a podcast where we talk about gaming news. He is trying to contact me right now while we record this. I need to message him uh, while trying to talk at the same time. Um, he can wait. <laughs> he he can wait. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, you can join us on, on mission, mission underscore start. That's twitch.tv slash mission underscore start. Um, I also have a segment on there that I love called why you're wrong. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, you can, but like, if you can't make it to the live show, we, our podcast is on a lot of platforms just like this one is. Just search for Mission Start Podcast. Um, but I really enjoy that show because we we not only do we talk about video game news, but we kind of get to have this interesting conversation where sometimes Anthony mirrors the opinion of the internet, and I get to say like, I get to play devil's advocate, and it's uh, it's yeah. so much fun for me. Um. Other than that... Well, we're talking about Anthony here. He's the person who forgives bad anime just because he knows there is such thing as bad anime, but he doesn't care because it's still anime. And I'm sorry. I'm like, nope. 
Bad anime is bad anime. <laughs> I'm sure that shit. Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's about it. You can follow me on Twitter at Charbrocky. Uh, you can also follow me on on Facebook and Instagram on Chub, at Chubrocky, but I, I'm not really active on either of those sites. Um, you can follow me on uh, Twitch. That's also Chubrocky. I really try to market or try to nail that branding every single time. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it for me. Josh, where they can where where can they find you on the internet? A little bit of everywhere. I'm on Facebook, regular name. Pretty open person, pretty easy to get along with. I'll talk to you. Uh, got a lot of time on my hands, you know. <laughs> but, uh, they can find me on Twitter at nsubanur76. Twitch at nsubanur. Actually, Twitch is nsubanur76. Twitter is nsubanur1976. Um, yes. <clears throat> Uh, you can catch me here every starting uh, next week, every Friday, on the All Cued Up podcast, whether it be regular reviews or uninhibited. And then every Friday night, live at 9 p.m. on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on a show called MPSP Theater. And then occasionally on a podcast called Off the Runner. Uh, but yeah, I'm everywhere. Meow. Yeah, she's, she's uh, noisy. <laughs> so nobody's holding her right now and her world's crumbling down around her because she can't be held <laughs> um, neediest cat in the world man oh yeah. boy alright yeah so so yeah guys uh, join us next Friday for all queued up uninhibited uh, send your questions in um, again to any of our social media platforms, to our personal platforms, uh, to our to our Gmail account. There's a lot of ways to contact us. Uh, we'd love to kind of run through that, and and and, and it's just going to be a discussion show. It's just going to be Josh and I. And and Josh, I don't know how you feel about it, but if we if if uh, somebody wants to join us, we're more than happy to have a guest on 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 an on, on Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited to record it. Hopefully. When we record that one, I don't have a splitting fucking headache. Um, yeah, I've been kind of having a, a headache today, too, like all day off. No, I've not been feeling the best. Dude, there was but, a couple uh, times at work I thought I was going to yak. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's going away now. Like, I barely feel it right now, which is great. But, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so uninhibited next Friday, and then the following Friday will be the Umbrella 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 Academy. Jesus, I don't know why I'm having trouble saying that. And the Marvelous Miss Maisel. So definitely check those shows out, and we will uh, we will see you guys next time. Take care, everybody. <laughs>